puts the serve in play, pass by Bergen, it's tight. West puts it down, and for the first time since 1983, and the fourth time in program history, the UBC Thunderbirds are your U Sports National Championship. Hello and welcome to a National Championship edition of Thunderbird Eye, coming at you live from UBC on CITR 101.9, broadcasting from the unceded territory of the Musqueam people. I'm Jake, and alongside me are Eric and Liz. Jacob Ayer is not on the air with us today, but to make up for it, we've got a very special guest on this week's show. As always, we'll be keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. This past weekend, all eyes were on volleyball as both the men's and women's teams traveled east to compete in the U Sports Championships, and they delivered, with the women claiming bronze and the men winning the national championship for the first time since 1983. Not to be outdone, the Thunderbirds swimming teams continue to rack up excellent performances while the baseball and softball teams are getting into the swing of things in conference play. Yeah, so absolutely the most exciting news coming off from last week is the UBC men's volleyball team are national champions for the first time in 35 years. On Sunday, uh, the Thunderbirds dethroned the defending back-to-back champion TWU Trinity Western University Spartans at McMaster University in a convincing three-set win. And we're going to invite the setter of that team, the U Sports Tournament MVP uh, and first-team All-Canadian Byron Ketarakis. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, congratulations on the national championship. Definitely, um, first title in 35 years. It's mm-hmm. a pretty big honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a veteran player. You've been with the program for four years now. Um, how does it feel to finally achieve that ultimate prize in Canadian University Volleyball? Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, listening to that clip that uh, I think you showed before, there's some cool clip made by UBC T Birds where it's like all these different people celebrating from the stands or from, I guess, the Bimini the Little Viewing Party. And I think that's something that makes it so cool. It's just having such a cool, such a cool support system. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys have like a, a little celebration afterwards or anything like that? Uh, on your own? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've at been uh, we've had a couple of celebrations. Yeah. Since, since uh, is is there sort of like a different atmosphere at a national championship sort of uh, game as opposed to like even regular season or playoff games in Canada West? Like, does it sort of feel different? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, it feels different, especially because it's an event. It's like it's not a three game series where it's one team's hosting. Like a lot of times, you're playing on a neutral floor with um, often really great fans, but they're no one's fans. So it's everyone's just excited to see good volleyball, and it's cool just being around all those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and during this season, you have received a lot of recognitions and awards, including the All-Canadian All-Star First Team and a U Sports Tournament um, Most Valuable People, a person. And how do you feel about having all these awards? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice. Um, I think it's the kind of... Th- I'm the setter on the team, so I a lot of my success or... My success would be team success. So anytime our team does something well, it kind of it looks like I did something well. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thing, yeah. Yeah, and speaking about the records and awards, uh, we also want to talk about your serving. So you finished the season first in the conference uh, in Aces. So what's your secret? My secret. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I have a secret. Um, our team serving mentality is just to go and serve freely and serve hard and I think the secret might just be a team mindset that there's no punishment for missing your serve or anything like that so uh, I I don't know if you if you Mm. listen to the show at all Mm. but um as as I've made sure to mention a lot I was the starting setter on my high school varsity team oh cool awesome um (laughs) so do you find that the setter is the most underappreciated position on the court (laughs) uh but but maybe more seriously uh I guess um 
you're sort of more offensive than a lot of other setters. You sort of directly involve yourself in the attack a lot more. Um, so how does it change the dynamic of the offensive setup if you have like a setter who can be like a, a tertiary attack option, um, which a lot of other teams don't usually run it like that? Yeah. Um, I don't think about it too hard. I just, uh, <laughs> if I just feel an opportunity to, to maybe score, I do. Uh, I try not to think about scoring. I try just, like, if I'm going to dump, I'm not thinking about a dump. It just kind of happens. Um, usually I'm just thinking about, like, which hitters are kind of hot or cold or which guy could use the ball. Do you find, yeah. like, it, it takes the pressure off a lot to um, to have the ability, like, because you're, you're, you're taller than the traditional setter for sure. Um, actually, you... Um, under NCAA rules, you wouldn't be allowed to be a setter, actually, because of your height, um, which they have, like, weird positional height requirements. Really? Um, yeah, In yeah. The NCAA? Yeah, um, but obviously not here. Um, so that sort of plays into it a little bit, that you have that sort of advantage um, with, yeah. with setting. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Um, <laughs> I wasn't always a tall guy. I was pretty. I was like maybe, like, six feet in grade 10, and I kind of was a setter, not the tallest guy or anything, and it was just a good position for me. Did you always and play then, setter? Yeah. Yeah, and then I was lucky, and I just I just grew and just got hmm. got lucky for the ball. Yeah. So um, sometimes, obviously, with setting, you're making a lot of split second decisions. Um, you mm -hmm. like you've got your set plays, you've got your, you know, drawn up attacks where you make a certain specific play to a guy. Mm -hmm. But when when things don't go like that, and you have to make that split decision, are you like considering anything other than just like who's hot, who's cold in terms of where you want to put the ball at any certain time? Uh, a lot of it is, I guess, location on the court. So a lot of the time, I kind of have an idea of what I would want to run depending on where the pass is. So maybe if the pass is perfect, I want to set a pipe ball. But it's, I also kind of have in my head, it might not be perfect. What is a good option then kind of thing. So I just. Do you guys have like any like specific strategies in terms of like positioning for, for plays like a pipe ball or anything like that? Like, um, um, I don't want you to reveal all your secrets now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of just relationship stuff. Um, just like getting used to playing with guys and knowing where they're going to be when they're going to approach and a lot of just last second communication little things if i get pushed forward to the four side or the left side hitter side of the court um the pipe guy is in my ear saying he's coming behind me or something yeah so do you That's generally fun. have a good idea of where your where your attack options are going to be on the court do you like sort of have like that sort of team chemistry sixth sense thing to be like i know where Irvin's going to be i know where keith's going to be stuff like that yeah absolutely just from playing yeah. together for so long totally Definitely. absolutely yeah. so so when a guy like um finn comes into the lineup mm -hmm. who's you know like he obviously when matt went down he slotted into the lineup um as a mm -hmm. rookie and then just you know rode a wave um mm -hmm. insane hot streak so do you sort of have to readjust or do you just like more work with him to like sort of see where, where what is his positioning like where, where does he go or tend to go yeah he um he was a really easy guy to just fit into the lineup. He is obviously an athletic freak. He's he jumps so high and he's so strong, and he um, he's just. I think our whole team is kind of on that wave. It's not, we could like slot anyone in. I think we're all we were all really synced just training together this year, and it didn't feel. Yeah, so um, Irvin and Keith, obviously, this is their last year. Um, so, I mean, the the responsibilities to be this sort of veteran leader almost, mm -hmm. like, falls to you, I guess, as you enter your fifth year. Mm -hmm. um, so um, do you gonna, are you going to, like, be able to step into that veteran role, <laughs> you think? Or? Um, I don't think I'm going to change anything. I think I'm just going to keep being myself and just being a good teammate. Um, I think we have a lot of young guys that are – ready to take a bigger role and they were just on a like on a lot, a lot of other other teams um they would have a bigger role already 
and we're just so lucky we have all these strong fifth years that it's they're just kind of itching to get going and i think they'll do great was it sort of like a redemption honestly because obviously you had that disappointment in the in the canada west playoffs but to then mm-hmm. come back and then win the national championship does that sort of against a canada west opponent as well mm-hmm. does that sort of like feel like redemption almost uh honestly canada west winning canada west is like not our goal at all we don't uh we want to make nationals and we want to win all the games we're in and we want to do well in Canada West. But our goal is to make nationals and then win nationals. We're not too concerned with it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm just wondering, um, you actually, you played a lot of Western teams in the in the national championship. Mm-hmm. You played Alberta, you obviously played Trinity Western. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also had games against uh, non-conference opponents. Is the preparation different for a team that sort of has gotten a look at you versus a team that doesn't know really what to expect? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we knew Alberta and Trinity really well. They knew us really well. We'd played them several times. You play them last year and you play them the year before. You just really get to know their personnel. Um, it's just more studying, watching a bit more video for a new new opponent that we haven't really played before. Mm-hmm. And, 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 to, and to win it in straight sets, too, just sort of... I, I, don't, I don't know, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I'm living vicariously because my team never won the championship. We always <laughs> yeah. we always got silver to this um, yeah. this this team the the French school, okay. and and we we were we were always really upset about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's actually been it's been a pretty long season. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, what's been like the sort of big big challenge dealing with this year? Um, sort of as the ups and downs of the season go. You guys were pretty dominant all season, but there were mm-hmm. there were a couple blips, and uh, just wondering how you guys recover from that and sort of keep with the mentality the winning mentality yeah yeah definitely what a what a challenge that the Canada West season is it's so long um to stay dialed in the whole season is really hard to be thinking about a national championship the whole season I, for me is really hard and I think maybe how we combated that was not thinking about it until we got closer and to just really embrace trying to get better and just trying to be better volleyball players better better teammates so do you have any sort of plans for like volleyball after UBC? Um, like anything in terms of like uh, like a pro? Yeah, wow. yeah. I would. Lo- I'd love to play some some pro volleyball. I think yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking at in particular, or like um, just you haven't really uh, explored that yet? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm trying out for the B team this summer. So I was with. I was lucky enough to be with the national B team last summer, and it's just an awesome experience to like play international volleyball with some really good players, and then moving forward. When I'm done at UBC, I'd love to go play pro for a few years. Yeah. Is is there a difference between the international game and the university game at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big difference. Yeah. Um, one of the big differences is not every team in the CIS has an international quality right side who can hit the D ball. Uh, all the international right sides can crush a D ball really effectively, and maybe that's that's something we were lucky enough to have with with both Matt Guidi and and Finn, so it's definitely a big, teams block differently, and it's, yeah. It's yeah, cool. so um, I'm, I'm just wondering, um, mm-hmm. do you have anything else sort of to, to talk about, about this, because this, this has been an amazing season, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, we expected big things coming off of, um, coming off of last season, but, um, to, you know, to go out and do it and make the statement of, you know, saying that this is the best volleyball <laughs> team in, in Canadian university sports, do you have any sort of like stories from the season or just anything to sort of wrap it up for us? Uh, 
Oh, I had to, I've got okay. a hair question I really want to ask. Oh, you, 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 you did want to yeah, ask that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we were wondering, because it's like the last few seasons, we saw like you have it got a really long hair, but so like you just <laughs> decided to cut it. So I was like, yeah. why is that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, so this summer, I tried out for the uh, for the B team, and and then I made it. And uh, so when they were telling they telling me I I made it, uh, the national team coach Antigua, there's Stefan Antigua, said I could I could lose a couple kilos. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I might as well chop off chop off the easiest ones. <laughs> that's um, interesting, actually. Yeah, that's um, not, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the my, my my last high school season, I um I I played mm-hmm. with um with hair like way down to here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it was it was it was awful. Because um, like I would try to tie it back, but the tie would fall out and it would get in my eyes yeah. when I was setting. And it was the worst. So I sort I sort of understand the decision, even if um even if the look you're rocking isn't quite the same as what what it was before. Yeah, I had enough. Yeah, and also you're an engineering, right? And it's the fourth mm-hmm. year. So do you feel like kind of like really? Uh, hard to manage between your sports life and your study life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right now I'm trying to switch into statistics. Oh, huh. yeah. So I'm I'm interested in that now, but okay. um, I'm still in engineering. I'm just uh, trying to transfer. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's but the, and any other like sort of closing statements mm-hmm. on the season and just the the amazing year that the Thunderbirds put together. Yeah, I think uh, something that maybe made the season special was all the people on our team and not necessarily the people that scored the points. I think we had a lot of behind-the-scenes coaches, like behind-the-scenes players um, that just were so committed and gave their all all year to the team. And I don't think we had one guy on our team that was really individually focused, which it just makes it so much more worth it, I think, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Byron. Um, That's great. Great interview. Uh, Congratulations on the national championship. (laughs) Um, Hoping for a a repeat next year for sure. Um, And we'll be behind you all the way. Um, We're going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs. We're going to say goodbye to Byron, and we'll be right back with the rest of the week's UBC Sports News. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. is hazy you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM broadcasting Vancouver's haziest since 1950 
welcome back. Of course, the women's volleyball team was in action as well this past weekend, and they had a great run of their own. Yeah, the women's team traveled to Quebec last weekend for their back-to-back national team national game. Um, although they failed to defend their national championship title as they fought in the semifinal against the Alberta Panas, they did manage to beat their rival, the Calgary Dinos, and make uh, take home the bronze medal. Yeah, the matchup was interesting with Calgary because only nine days previously, the Thunderbirds played the Calgary Downs in the Canada West gold medal game. They lost that one in four sets. That was but heartbreaking. Oh, this yeah. time, they win in four sets. They win the bronze medal. So, as mentioned with Byron, a little bit of revenge bit there. Bit of revenge, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and just as I say, um, the Thunderbirds started the game off really strong, putting up a game-high hitting percentage at 0.412 and a game-high 18 kills in the first set. Miscommunication is a little bit trouble in the first set, uh, but later on they recovered quickly and won the set at 27-25. to 25. Uh, However, the Dinos quickly responded in the second set as they jumped out to the early lead 8-4 to four lead, although the T-Birds were able to catch up a little bit after the timeout the timeout and tied it up at 16-16. It was still the Dinos who won the set at 25-19. Yep, Thunderbirds kept their composure though, played a very clean game in the third frame, only six arrows on 41 attempts, took that one 25-19, and then the Thunderbirds built on their lead in the fourth set, took a 16-7 lead at the break, and then clinched the national bronze medal with a 25-16 fourth set win. Yeah, and as always, Van Rijk, um, the the river through which the offense runs um 20 kills wow. like which i mean like even for her yeah mm-hmm. like she usually puts up 14 and then like for anyone right. else that would be great and it's just sort of like you know typical yeah. game from kira 20 kills in the in the bronze medal game talk about coming through when it matters five blocks seven digs tournament all-star rookie of the year U sports rookie of the well year and that's national of course yeah what a season from van Rijk. and she's only gonna get better yeah yeah, and on the other side, it was team captain Alessandra Gentile, her last game for UBC. Good, she went on at a high note at least. Uh, she contributed 45 assists, 10 digs, and was recognized as a second team All Canadian after the match. And though Gentile is leaving, most of the team is staying, yeah. including especially Van Rijk, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen, what's in store for her in year two, year three, et cetera. Yeah. And to have a the team that just came in third place in the country. And only have one piece leave that bodes well for next season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there was there was a lot of feeling um, with the team that they could have done even better than third place in the country. Obviously, we sort of expected them to win the Canada West bronze medal right. or gold medal rather. Yeah. Um, and maybe finish even a little higher than third nationally. So I think that um, despite the fact that we're gonna lose um, Gentile next year, obviously, um, great setter to have on the team. There's still a lot to build around there. I think the team can improve. I think they can finish higher next year. But, I mean, still a great season, obviously, and a really good year for UBC Volleyball in general. I'm glad we got to bring you guys some games uh, live on CITR. Yeah, Yeah, two podium finishes for the volleyball on the national stage. That's not much more you can ask for from there. And and two at conference stage as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, moving on to the swimming now. Uh, Both the men's and women's team finished first at the U Sports National Championships. We covered that a few weeks ago. Come on. Yeah. Since then, they've taken part in two events in March. The first was the TYR Pro Swim Series in Atlanta, which included many Olympic medalists, world champions from across North America. The second was a Swim BC Senior Open at the UBC Aquatic Center last weekend, where the Thunderbirds, as expected, racked up a number of top times. In the Atlanta event, there were two podium finishes from UBC swimmers. There was Yuri Kissel and Erica Sultanwright Hodgson, two Olympians who ply their trade here at UBC. They both won bronze in their events. 
Kissel was in the men's 100-meter freestyle, and Sultan Wright Hodgson won hers in the women's 200-meter uh, medley. Other notable finishers for the Thunderbirds were Josiah Benema, Marcus Thormeyer, Colin Eriks, Megan Dalkey, and Hilary Metcalf, who all finished in the top six of their events. Just missed out on the podium, but still very strong showings from them. Yeah, and then they came back home to the BC Senior Open and just dominated. Um, you said two two podium finishes in Atlanta. How about 37 wow. podium finishes at the BC Senior <laughs> Open? Um, including 14 first place finishes, the most of which from the the women's team who swept the podium um, with three UBC finishers on the podium in 200 meter uh, medley, 50 meter butterfly, and 50 meter freestyle. Yeah, and the star of the weekend was Ho Lam Tam, who finished with four individual first place finish, including five and 100 meter freestyle and a 50 and 100 meter butterfly. Yeah, a few other notable Thunderbirds from that weekend were Megan Dalkey, who had three second-place finishes and two third-place finishes, Ingrid Wilm, who had three first-place finishes and a third-place finish, and Maya Brundage, who had two first-places, three third-places. And just a quick rundown of everyone else who finished the podium. There is Hillary Metcalf, Quincy Rozo, Kristen Douglas, Mackenzie Gunther, Olivia Ellard, Yuri Kissel, Connor Wilkins, Alexander Blaskovich, Marcus Thormeyer, Darian Fry, and Jaron LaFranc. Just congratulations to all of our great Thunderbird swimmers. Yeah, and it, it may not seem like it um, if you look outside your window, folks, um, but it is spring um, in, <laughs> in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Finally. Um, it seemed like spring yesterday. Yesterday yeah. was beautiful. Um, and spring means baseball. Um, we are halfway through the NAIA baseball season. UBC's had a bit of a rough go, um, but it's not over yet, obviously. That, um, that series where they lost 3 of 4 to Corbin, that was a little rough. Um, and that sort of put them in the position they are now. But it is not too late to turn the season around. Remember, we thought that the men's hockey team was done halfway through their season, yeah. and that uh, that turned out to not be the case. Um, so the Thunderbirds are currently tied for third in the Cascade Conference, um, but number one seed Lewis Clark is hosting the tournament, as usual. Um, so the automatic playoff berth will go to the second seed, currently occupied by Corbin, with a 9-3 and three record. Both UBC and Oregon Tech are four and seven, five wins back of Corbin, which that lead sort of got opened up in that uh, series where they did lose three or four to Corbin. Um, but that isn't insurmountable. And obviously because of the whole situation with the stadium, um, they played all their road games. That's out of the way. And they've got home field advantage the rest of the season. So we'll see. We'll see. And actually, in um, a sort of little experiment, um, we're going to be bringing you some live baseball on CITR April 14th and 15th against Corbin, um, which is one of the biggest uh, home series of the year. Um, also huge is their matchup with Oregon Tech, which is that big competitor for that number two seed. Um, and that's this weekend, so come on out and support. But yeah, um, all goes well with that uh, CITR broadcast on the 14th and 15th. Um, we could bring you the entire season um, next year, which would be very exciting. Yeah, of course, they're they're just about to start playing some home games finally. But yeah. there was one more break in the season as the the stadium finished some final preparations. So they did take recently one last trip south to play some NCAA Division One opposition. On Saturday, they visited Seattle. Uh, third baseman Mitch Robinson went three for five, while Austin Butler and Jackson Valky had a couple of hits each. Game was tied at two at the bottom of the eighth when Seattle's Jake Cosgrove ripped a two-run double down the left field line. Friend of the show, yeah. group project member for uh, Eric <laughs> Anthony Kuzati. I'll try to get him on. I'll try to get him on. <laughs> Managed to get uh, pinch hitter Braden Ailman in scoring position after he singled, but Red Hawks closer Zach Wolf was able to shut it down and drop the bridge four to two. What a name, Zach Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> now, now out from the bullpen, Zach Wolf. <laughs> yeah, and they play took- like a metal song in the background. <laughs> 
Next game will be um oh well, no they took on Concordia in Portland on Tuesday and won eleven to two and they actually fell behind two zero in the first inning but scored three runs in the second and continued playing up from there. Um, Mitch Robinson and Jake Lanfram. How many Jakes are on this team? There's a lot. <laughs> it's a great name. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Led the way as they both. Uh, had three uh, RBIs and scored two runs themselves. Starter Adam McCullum got the win after giving up four hits and two runs in four innings. Uh, yeah, and UBC's final road game of the season came against uh, Puget Sound. The Birds jumped out to an early 2-0 lead in the first inning on an RBI single, followed by, by a bases-loaded walk, but three runs in the second gave the Loggers a lead they would not relinquish. Austin Butler doubled the left in the ninth to score a third Thunderbird run, but by then the Loggers had notched four more, and they would take the game 7-3. But yeah, we got some home baseball games, uh, and hopefully the rest of the spring goes like yesterday, and not like today. Cross your Because um, this is kind of gross baseball weather. Um, baseball, you can't really play baseball without sun. It's like sort of imperative. Yeah. Well, it's and it just doesn't feel the same. Baseball is like a... Like it, like it starts in the spring, but it's a summer sport. You gotta you gotta get like your shorts and your sunglasses and your hot dogs and your your, your peanuts. Yeah. You know. So hopefully hopefully the sun comes out. Hopefully the baseball team is able to make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Me- meanwhile, the softball team also in action. They travel to Klamath Falls to take on Oregon Tech, the baseball team's opponents, upcoming opponents, in a four-game series that was this past weekend. The Owls, currently second place in the Cascade Conference, and they swept the Thunderbirds. Dropping UBC to a two and five record in conference play and seventh in the CCC. Yeah, they haven't really gotten off to the best start, um, and their team batting average also two eight eight, seventh in the conference, uh, and their ERA is a little bit more uh, uh, at four point five two, also seventh in the conference. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of an analytical sabermetric nightmare. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not all bad. Yeah, it's not all bad. Uh, Francis Ramsey leading the team with a four ten batting average. Holy smokes! Yeah, wow. and she's ninth in the CCC in RBIs per game at over one one point two five. And on the mound, first year pitcher Chantel Twinstra has an ERA of two point four two, ninth overall in the CCC. Though, funnily enough, she's the only one out of the three Thunderbird pitchers who doesn't have a win so far. You she's get her some three. run support. Yeah, that holy cow. That seems to be the reason why. I'm sure that'll even out at some point if she keeps pitching yeah, the way she is. It's it's. Softball and baseball are weird, weird sports, and anything can sort of happen. Um, as you mentioned, um, offense, and as well, actually, I mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as giving I you mentioned. credit. As I mentioned, um, six Thunderbirds hitting below 210. And three of those guys are, or gals, are, are regular starters on the team. And I mean, uh, Twinster's been great, obviously, but the other two pitchers, the other two starters, um, five ERA, that's got to come down. Mm hmm. Yeah, and there's still plenty of time for the Thunderbirds to make a charge up to the CCC standings. Less than a quarter of the season has been played, but yeah, we still haven't finished yet. And some of the early struggles could be chuckled up to rust at, as the Thunderbirds have only played eight non-conference games, while some other team play as many as sixteen or even twenty. Yeah, a weird That's thing so to mention. Lot. A weird thing to mention about NAIA is the playoff structure is kind of incomprehensible. <laughs> um, so there's like invitational spots that you can get, um, and a lot of those will come by playing non-conference games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just sort of a it's it's a weird it's a weird conference to be playing in um, definitely but yeah. there's there's it's not it's not too late yeah. um, mm-hmm. and, and obviously if that pitching stays hot um, for for Twinstra and comes back down to earth for the other two may, maybe it'll be okay yeah, yeah. and we'll like see. the baseball team they're coming home this weekend they play a four game series against Southern Oregon yeah uh, I'm gonna run through some other stuff really quick yep. um, UBC rugby uh, fresh off their University World Cup win against Cal. Beat um, local club team James Bay, double A. 
that rhymes. I'm into it. Uh, 52 to 19. Um, never stood a chance. UBC rugby is amazing, dominant. Uh, women's golf team, also dominant, finished first place at Grandview Battle in California after dominating Fraser Valley Invitational at UFV Chilliwack. Um, some exciting basketball news. Um, bit of a disappointing end of the season for UBC basketball, mm-hmm. but um, Connor Morgan and Grant Shepard, two of the top players for this UBC team, will suit up for Team Canada, national Canadian basketball team at the Commonwealth Games um, in Gold Coast, Australia, and Kevin Hansen, UBC's own will be the assistant coach of that team. Thank you all again for tuning in to CITR 101.9. If you enjoyed the show, if you like what we do, check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at CITR Sports. That's all one word. Thanks uh, again for listening in. I, also, um, oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. A <laughs> um, uh, l- little bit of exciting news. Um, our, our friends over at AFTN, another show on, on CITR 101.9 FM, um, have graciously welcomed us onto the team, me and Jake. Ooh, congratulations. Um, so we will be bringing uh, you preview pieces for all Vancouver Whitecaps uh, matches on AFTN.ca. Um, we're probably going to alternate. You know, um, so actually, I think it was just posted, Jake's um, mm-hmm. first contribution to the site, uh, a preview of the Saturday upcoming game against LA Galaxy, which is going to be a big one. Also, just um, looking ahead in terms of what we have coming up, obviously we have that big baseball series against Oregon Tech. Please come. Um, the new stadium's really nice. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, we've also got um, rowing, uh, as, as always. Um, golf. Uh, women's team's been kicking butt. Hopefully they can continue to do that at Red Rocks Invitational <clears throat> in Sedona. We've got softball. We've got men's rugby against Burnaby Lake. And that is it. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously I want to just one more time congratulate the amazing UBC men's volleyball team mm-hmm. on that national championship. My all-time favorite. <laughs> I, I am so I'm so happy to that we were able to get get one national championship this year and it was it was it felt real good yeah uh, and obviously thanks to Byron for coming on the show uh, thanks guys um, and we'll be back at you next week have a good uh, rest of your week guys yep listen Thursdays three thirty to four. <laughs>